Good Night Young Blood, a podcast to help you sleep. How y'all doing this evening? It's me, Cyrus. And on today's show, the origin of Goodnight Youngblood. Now I figure I'd do that. I probably should have done it the first thing. But, oh well. I guess you live and you learn. So, I'm going to tell you all the behind the scenes stuff. Get a little peek behind the curtain. So as a thank you for all the support everyone has been giving me doing this podcast now i shall warn you there's some stuff and once you find it out you ain't gonna be able to to unknow it so here we go anywho good night young blood where it come from well the funny thing is the whole i had uh i had done a podcast previous to this with my ex it was my first time ever doing a podcast we did a public access show for the lo- through the local library, and they would videotape us, and then they would put that up on TV. And uh, then what we would do is I would take that audio, and I would uh, take pull the audio out and also put that down as a podcast. But then we also did other episodes that we recorded when we wasn't getting uh, videotaped with the TV. The podcast itself... It was more adult nature. It was a uh, sex and uh, relationship podcast. And we got pretty pretty darn graphic. I mean, make some of y'all ears burn. But we did that for about three years. Probably give or take, maybe two and a half total. She was doing the podcast before me and her, her was together. I came in after about a year or so. Did that. We stopped doing that. We had broke up, but we uh, we still in contact. But I just stopped doing the show altogether. But I still want to do podcasting, and because uh, I always been really interested in uh, talk radio. Ever since I was real little, I listened to like Paul Harvey on that old uh, old talk radio show, a bunch of other people. But I like talk radio anyway, and then that uh, Coast to Coast FM. That was a good one. And uh, I always wanted to do, I always liked talk radio, and then I always kind of wanted to be a DJ. But as I got older, I ended up, I got a job for a little while. I wasn't a radio DJ, but I did uh, I did DJ at like bars and stuff like that. But I would do like, just be playing music some places. and other places I would do uh, that karaoke where people get up and sang or whatever. And I did that probably about, probably about two years I did that. But I also realized that a lot of that DJing, while it was fun, not really easy to get paid on a regular basis because once it starts getting, uh, once it starts getting warm out, the bars don't really need people to uh, get people to come out. They just kind of come out on their own. So sometimes the jobs would just disappear for like six months and all of a sudden they pop back up back around fall time 
and that's not really consistent income. I mean, it's cool if you're younger, but I had a little baby and all this other stuff. So I'd done that. Well, I liked it. I was like, oh, that's a lot of that's a lot of work doing all that. Plus, so many times I have people fights break out in these different uh, bars I work at, and uh, all these boys would be uh, tumbling into uh, into my equipment and stuff. I work for a fella. It was his company, so I used his equipment. And if I would have broke stuff, I would have had to pay this dude money for all this equipment. I'm like, I ain't making that much, so. I had to keep an eye out for that. It wasn't bad. It was decent money, but it was kind of what they call a grind. It was just it's one of the few things where I'm like, yeah, that that's more of a hustle because you gotta you gotta do a lot to keep regular income and whatnot. So I did that for a while, but I still really like talk radio and all this other stuff. Then podcasts came out, and I never I liked them, but I never really knew how to how to do them, you know. And then uh, when I was with my ex, then she already knew how to set a lot of the stuff up. And then I do what I always do in those situations where I'm not really sure how to do something. I start uh, researching it. I even start researching stuff before I was even on the show. And I'd be like, let me research how to how to do like uh, editing for uh, audio editing and stuff like that. So I go on to YouTube. I, I tell you what, I spent darn near, I probably months months and months probably close to a year almost every night learning a little bit more here and there about audio editing then I would you know when I was doing uh, the first podcast I would edit the audio and it would sound okay sometimes other times and not sound too good and I keep tweaking it learning more and you know growing with that and then even with this podcast you'll notice the first couple episodes I made the the cardinal mistake is uh, when you record stuff, because I always have my headphones in, and I listen to that, and I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Now, or it sounds okay, but then if I unplug my headphones, which I did not do, then I realize it don't sound right coming out of regular speakers. And then when I upload it, I play it in the car, I can barely hear what I was saying. I was like, I can tweak all my knobs and dials and all this trying to get this right so my main thing was I was like oh this little uh, little secret if any of y'all gonna be trying to do your podcast two different extremes you want to avoid no editing is the bad news and that's just because you want to try to give people decent quality so they can you know they ain't listening to all this buzzing and background noise and different stuff like that but then the other extreme is over editing which is what I was doing. And it was, and that can sound just as bad, if not worse, because make everything sound way too processed. Over the past, like, what, I think 19 episodes now? This will be the 19th. I haven't even edited this one yet. So past 18 episodes, I've been working on trying to get, not over-edit, but edit enough to where everything sounds good. And the one podcast that helped me was I watched a, I watched a behind-the-scenes uh, video of the fellow that does that Sleep With Me podcast to see what his process was. He said something in there about how he listens to the podcast in headphones, and he listens to it on speakers, and then he also listens to it in his car. And I, when I first heard it, I was like, I was like, that's that's ridiculous. Especially because this podcast, you know, some, some of them are like two hours long. 
So I was like, whoa. I started, once I realized that the sound was kind of muffled in the car, I was like, uh-oh, I'm going to have to start listening to these episodes in the car, too. So then once I realized it was sounding bad in the car, I was like, uh-oh, let me go fix this. So I go around, and I've been working on that. But it's like it's been a constant learning thing. Even though I had a podcast before, it's still a new learning between how I edit things and all that. Before I started this podcast, I sat down and I was like, I want to do a podcast. But I was like, what do I want to do it over? It took me probably, I'd say like six to nine months probably. Because I'd have ideas here and there, but then I'm like, you know, how am I going to do this? Like I had one I was just going to do talking about like nerdy stuff because I'm really into nerdy stuff. Whether it's like comic books or movies, TV shows, or D&D games, tabletop games, not just D&D, stuff like that. So I was like, I can do that, you know, because I've been into that since I was real young. There's so many people doing it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I can make it, make it my own thing because the people that do it. I like a lot. Of, I follow a lot of the people on different uh, platforms and stuff to do that. I was like kind of at a loss. And I thought about that. I thought, oh, well, I could, you know, I just thought a bunch of different random ideas. All the ideas you see, if you ever look up doing your own podcast or anything like that, or you even see them on the list, it's just a bunch of the same stuff. It's like, here's uh, here's basically what you see. You see uh, two to three hosts, and they just, uh, they just joking around, having that witty banner about insert the topic you want to talk about, and then that's it. Sometimes you include either they're drinking or something like that. It's always something like a little added on like, oh, we're going to do this while we're taking a shower or something like something weird. Just sort of make it seem seem unique, which I've had a couple arguments, not real arguments, but I kind of have disagreements about that personally. So I was kind of doing that in my head, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. It always struck me. Now I'm going to reveal some information. I'm going to make this real quick because the rest of the story is going to make a lot more sense if I just come out with it. My little grandbaby is not my little grandbaby. She's my daughter. I ain't necessarily as old as I sound like I am or try to sound like I am. This isn't my normal speaking voice, I guess you'd say. I'm going to talk like this the rest of the episode, but that's, you know, it's good night young blood. That's what I do. The voice actually comes from an impersonation I used to do of my dad, because he was uh, he was from the South. He even lived during like you know all the the Jim Crow uh, times in the South. He had a little. He lived up here where I live, up in the North. He'd been up here for years, but he still had that that accent to him. So basically, I would just I would do the accent, which I could only do if I had like a cigarette or something in my mouth, and I talk like just with the cigarette hanging out of my mouth. That's how I got it started. You might even notice on the first episode that you can actually hear something's in my mouth when I'm talking, and that's just because at that time I couldn't really do the accent quite as well. So that was uh, that. Was that. I had a uh, long time ago, uh, my daughter, or a.k.a. my little grandbaby, she had uh, said to me when she was probably, oh, I don't know, about six, maybe, five, six, she said she wanted to, she wanted me to keep track of all of our stories together. 
because she wanted to have like a record of them and whatnot. I thought, oh, that, that's a good idea. The problem is, is I was like thinking, I'm like, if I put this in a book, we misplace a book or there's a flood or something like that, you know, water gets in the house or something, or just somebody misplaced it, then you're going to not be able to find this book, then all that stuff's gone. I initially, I started uh, writing like little blogs and stuff like that of all of our stories and whatnot. Every so often, I would record a video of me interviewing her about just different stuff, you know, I would just be silly or whatever. And uh, so I did that for a while, but then I was like, you know, some of the stories, it was like, I'm not going to throw all these up, up here or whatever. But then I realized that I had stories, my personal stories growing up, because like my mom, she used to always tell me all the stories that she grew up with that some of my family didn't even know just because she was the only girl. So she got a lot of stories from my grandmama and uh, that the boys in the family didn't hear. But because I'm my mom's uh, only only child or whatever, she told me the stories. So she got she knew the regular stories and then she knew my grandma's stories. So I knew all these other stories. So there's a lot of stories I know. And so I was like, well, how am I going to share these? So I, I was like, hmm. Took me figuring out, writing them down, all this other stuff. And uh, so then, you know, time goes on. I, I'd done these blogs and some of them, or I just tell my daughter uh, ridiculous stories or whatnot. I was thinking kind of about that before I started uh, Good Night Youngblood. And I was like, you know what? Like, that'd be kind of cool. I'm like, you know, but how am I going to do it? I was like, I don't know. I'm like, usually just, it'd just be me going out for the night, sitting there uh, drinking a beer. Sort of in my head, like, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? And uh, just so happened, one of my friends, he was out at the bar. He's a, he's a stand-up comedian. I will say, I'll say his name because he deserves credit. It was uh, Isaiah. Me and him was talking. And we were joking around. And uh, I think, like, one of us said, like, somebody said, we were talking about how it was kind of fun because we live on the, on the sort of the, the south side of our, of our town. You know, and you see like these young uh, kind of well-to-do people at some of the gas stations and whatnot here at night. I said some of the funniest stuff. We see some of these uh, these old fellas that are wandering around the gas station parking lot. Just go up to them, maybe talking to them, and just uh, just telling them these random things that nobody needs to know. <laughs> just to look on their face, they look scared, but they don't know how to say to get away from it. They just be scared and they just be sitting there. Then he said. He was like, and they always calling everybody young blood. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that's funny. And I we got to talking about that, and so uh, we start going up to everybody, talking to them, and then we tell them just some random stuff, and then we just say, say, all right, you have a good night, young blood, and that's where the the, the whole thing came from, and it kind of clicked probably about a day or so later. I think I said to him, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if somebody just did that? It was like a podcast where just, you know, he had some random dude go up to people, just start talking to him. And, you know, they scared out of their mind, don't know what to say, and he just keep on talking. He came up with that idea. I still was kind of on the fence because I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know about going up to people, whatnot. And then uh, I got thinking, I could do some, uh, just tell stories and stuff. And sort of came into, combine the thing I told my daughter that I would do with uh, this little joke 
me and my friend had, I was like, okay, here's the thing. What if I framed the whole thing? The whole thing was just this old fella, and he's gonna, you know, put people to sleep. And the only reason he does this, the only reason he does the pod, the this uh, sleep podcast, is because everyone says he's too long-winded and he gets too crazy. So he's gonna put people to sleep just by talking and whatnot. I said, that's sort of a win-win. I said, cuz, I said, if it's funny and people like it or it's interesting, people listen and they'll still listen to the whole episode. I said, but if they fall asleep in the middle of something I'm talking about and they don't finish the whole episode, I said, that's a win because it's still a sleep podcast. So win-win. And I was like, oh, here we go. That's how that came about. So just to practice, I would just, you know, I'd be driving with my with my daughter, and I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, I just I'd always do the voice anyway, just to when we driving, just messing with her, because my main thing I would just be saying stuff, trying to get her to laugh, and so I'd be like, oh, here we go, and uh, talking about whatever we see along the way, and I get her to laugh, and I'm like, well, that's good enough. So I was like, that's probably because my my dad actually he uh, he passed away when she was real young, so she never really got to know him. And I was like, well, that's probably about the closest you're going to get. She's going to get somebody that sounds a little bit like him, but, you know, says the crazy stuff her dad says. My daddy wasn't too prone uh, saying real crazy off-the-wall stuff. He had some doozies, but that was sort of the exception to the rule, I guess you'd say. My main thing was, and I always tell people this, and this is, uh, this is just advice for people who out there thinking they want to do their own podcast is you pick out what you want to do. And I had a friend talk to me about wanting to do a podcast. And I said, well, you got to find what you want to talk about. So what kind of category? My friend said, well, I want to do uh, relationships. And I was like, okay. I said, but you got to also, I was like, you got to niche down. And that means you got to find your niche. That means you got to find that relationship category in podcasts is massive. It's like, ooh, ooh, oh goodness, too much. I said, well, what are you going to do? Uh, they say they're going to do dates. And I was like, okay. I said, that's still a pretty big, pretty big portion. That's still a big, pretty big portion. So I was like, you want to niche that down, kind of find like quirks with it. And uh, they was like, well, what, you mean? what do you mean? And I came up with this idea. This is a great idea. I can't use the idea. But I was like, what if you had like a, like a married couple that uh, they've been together for a while, right? And it's very important it's the same couple. That's very, very important. Each week, there's rules. Each week, this couple, they go on a date together. And then they go, they come back each week. They talk about the date, the planning of it. They talk about what happened. And then they like, you know, sort of dissect the date itself. Like it was like it was something like they had just went on the first date. They do that every week. The only thing is, is they can't go on the same date twice. So like the first couple episodes, you'd be like, oh, we're going to go to a movie and be like, oh, we're going to go out to the club. Oh, we're going to go out to, you know, sing karaoke, you know, and you have that. But once you get about. 10 episodes deep, they got to start getting real creative with them ideas on what they want to do. 
And then each episode is treated like a first date. So it's not continuation from the next. You got to say, if this was the first date, you have to treat it the same way. And then, you know, they talk about their impressions of each other from that date. And, you know, what they did good, what they did like right, wrong, whatever. They do this for the whole year. And this is this is the this is what the name is. I don't even know if the name would be available just because you'll see in a second. But the name is uh, 50 First Dates. <laughs> oh, I was like, you do that for a whole year. And then, then you finish that whole year. Then this is what you do. You and your uh, significant other. Y'all become the, the hosts. You go from being like the people that are going on dates to the hosts. Then you find two other, uh, another couple who does the same thing for the following year. And you sort of go through that different thing. I mean, you don't have to plan the dates and stuff ahead of time, but like it would also, it would be sort of like a, like a dating how to. And it would also be, you know, how to make your first good impression. You know, who did this right? Who did this wrong? You know, and plus it give people a lot of examples of like different things to do, but also things that work, things that don't, why they didn't work, you know, all that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I just thought about, thought that up and I was like, dang it, that's a good idea. But I'm going to give that to y'all. One of y'all can do that. I don't got the time. All I ask if you use it, say, I got this idea from Goodnight Youngblood. Just do that. I started doing this, this podcast. I niched down into like comedy, leisure activity, and uh, and like sleep podcasts. The sleep podcast is you'll see sometimes when I post it, sometimes in air quotes or in quotations, just because it's like I really don't know if it's going to be, you know, styled like a sleep podcast. But some people tell me they they fall asleep. Some of the people I know, and then uh, one of the things I do, I do things a little bit differently than. Uh, than what a lot, of the, a lot of podcasters will tell you to do. They say, oh, you want to write a script and you want to stick to the script, make sure everything's really clean and cut professional. But a lot of these podcasts that you see the advice for, it's for business podcasting. People that are specifically turning something into a business. So it's a lot of these like podcasts, and I'm, I don't mean this, I'm not throwing shade on any specific podcast or anything like that. Because everyone has, like, if people didn't like them, they wouldn't be doing well. So for me, a lot of those podcasts, advice comes across like hearing someone tell me how to do like a pyramid scheme. And it kind of just sounds like you're just doing a bunch of like marketing. You're basically using psychology to try to like manipulate people. And it's just, just like a lot of like hardcore sales stuff. I've done sales for most of my life and I'm not really, I don't really look forward to doing that in my off hours too. The advice I was looking for was how do I do this? Because there's not a lot of advice for non-business related podcasts. There's some, but almost all the groups and different advice you see, everyone always says, just keep on posting. Consistency and uh, quality are the two main things. And that's just a generic answer. That don't really help nobody. Everybody can sort of assume that, although a lot of people don't follow it. But you get what I'm saying? My main thing was, I'm just going to start like coming up with my own rules. And I, you know, figure out my own way to do things. And, uh, you know, I, I, look at, I look at everybody's different uh, advice and whatnot, just because, I mean, I don't want to be ignorant on 
the subject of how to do stuff. Sometimes they say to do this, and I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Other times I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if that works for me because it's like, okay, you want to get all these people's uh, email lists. You'll see this in a lot of stuff. It'll be like, get this big old email list, and you just email people all the time, and it's like, yeah, but I ain't really, I ain't really, that's like me signing up for Dave Chappelle's newsletter. What's Dave Chappelle going to send in the newsletter? Come on, I like to do stand-up. I like to show most stuff he does, but it's like, when it comes to comedy, you know, I don't know a lot of people that are doing that. I mean, about the only time he's going to send out a newsletter is if he's going to go on the, sh- on the road and be doing stand-up specials. I'm just a dude recording something in his house. I figure, eh, I might need to make some new rules. So I just, you'll see notice from time to time, I tweak things here and there, change them up. I noticed that a majority of the people that listen to me are uh, from India, which was really interesting to me, just because I, it surprised me. Because, I mean, I'm not from India, and I was like, okay, like, I don't mind it. The nice thing was, and this is interesting, I learned a lot of different stuff just because there's so many people. And right now, the number is about 90% of the people that listen to my podcast are from India. So that's uh, pretty significant for someone that lives in the Midwest and the USA. Like, I learned about how the farmers are striking in uh, in India, their government. They, I think they still are. They're protesting rules and restrictions put in place on them. The government for like, I don't even know if it might have been a whole week, but it was at least for a couple of days, they turned off all the internet when they, where these play, people were protesting. I learned about that. I learned about some of the like the bigger towns, the diverse cultural makeup of all these like cities and like places in India. Just recently, I believe it was on the 28th, if I'm not mistaken, 28th of March, I think it was a celebration called Holly, which was interesting because my birthday is March 27th. So I was kind of like, oh, I was like, here's this holiday that I didn't even know nothing about. So that was interesting. And I watched a bunch of videos of people celebrating. They was doing a bunch of uh, colored sand, like pictures on the ground and stuff. I was like, man, that's really cool. What I mean to say is because of that, I was able to learn and I'm more aware of different things going on outside just because I do the podcast I learned about these different things I also learned and I don't even know if this is real but almost every place I go to uh, website and stuff for advice uh, they'll say you'll notice on my podcast it says uh, it's a clean podcast and one of the episodes is marked explicit but there's not really super hardcore explicit stuff in there I think I I use the the phrase boo-boo a bunch of times for using the restroom but and that's the main reason I marked it just because I was I was talking about it for a good portion of the video the podcast I marked it I kept I try to keep it clean not because I necessarily am I'm a bit like in my regular life I'm more foul mouth than what I am on here uh, by quite a bit but I try to keep it clean because everybody all these different sites have said in some countries and I think India was pointed out as being one of them the Apple podcast, uh, if if your mark is explicit in some countries, they will just completely block your podcast from being in those countries. So I was like, I found that out after about four episodes in, I think. So I was like, oh, man. I was like, let me, because I didn't want them to just 
So, I mean, most of the people that was listening was from India. So I was like, well, if they like the show, I wanna, don't want them to like, you know, not hear the show. So I was like, I can keep it clean. And I went around, I told people, I was like, I'm gonna keep it clean. And didn't even fail. The next episode I recorded, after I said, I'm not gonna say anything horrible, I think I dropped the F-bomb like eight times in the episode and I had to go back and like, re like I had to stop because I'd catch myself saying it and I'd have to repeat whatever I was saying in a clean version. And then I had to go back through and after I was done, edit it all out. I was like, man. I was like, I just need to get one of them little bleep buttons. It'd be like, boop, boop, boop. Ugh. I was like, that's just ridiculous. But one of the things I also do, and this is just, I'm just telling you just different things. Because I was telling you about how they always say that you're supposed to, like, you want to write a script or have, like, bullet points of what you're going to talk about. I don't really do that. What I will do is if I know what I want to talk about for an episode when I'm at my regular job during the day, I'll just be like, hey, I'll go up to people I work with because I'm always joking around and stuff anyway. And I'll be like, hey, and I'll just start telling them whatever story that I plan on uh story or stories I'm planning on telling and I tell them the story just to see how it goes based on like how they judge it I'll tweak it here and there as I'm telling the story because I got a couple four or five different people at work that I talk to on a regular basis so I'll tweak that story when I tell it each time just to sort of like you know change the order you know around where it's like so I do practice somewhat I don't script it just because it's like I don't really have the time to write stuff down Almost every time I write something down, it gets stuck whatever way I wrote it. And then if I go to try to like say it again, I'm just basically like saying what I memorized on paper. And it just sounds kind of weird to me. I figured I'd do, uh, I'd do this episode just to, you know, I've been kind of in my head for the past couple of weeks. Haven't been the greatest. I was like, oh, let me just come talk to these people, see what they're doing. Let them know about this show. In case, uh, in case you have any questions, then hopefully they this answered some of them. You notice, you probably notice my name if you, it's not Cyrus, but it pops up along with everything else, even though I tried not to. But I'm like, I'm not starting a whole business just so I can hide the name right now. But I always remember, like, I have, one of the reasons I can do the voice for Cyrus is because I always remember my dad saying my name weird. Now, my, my name is Eric, but my daddy used to always be like, Eric. And like he was just sort of, it was like a noise. Like, eh, boy, get over here. So I see that and I'm just like, oh man, I don't want to deal with that. I just want to thank y'all for sitting through this nonsense of a of episode. And for the last bit, I'll give you a little, if you stuck around the last bit, I'll give you a little bit. This is my regular voice. This is what I sound like normally. I, hello, my name is Eric. I do the Goodnight Youngblood podcast. I don't really have an accent at all. I mean, I don't have a Southern accent like I put on, but this is me and I just want to thank y'all. See, it's Cyrus has been sneaking into my regular speaking voice for a while. So I just want to thank everybody for uh, listening to me ramble about my stories, uh, about me and my daughter. And uh, as Cyrus always says, good night, young blood. <laughs>